Hey, social entrepreneurs, it's Gadnaho, the cat coach uh, on Uplift Catalyst, elevating social entrepreneurs like you and me every day, all day. And uh, yeah, let's talk about fear and uh, what that means for us as uh, entrepreneurs out there in the streets. Shout out a quack quack. If you know what that means, if you remember Q's juke joint, that's the album. And there was a, a, a song on that album by Tone Lock. And literally, that's how he started. If you know that, if you could find that somewhere in your collection, you're my kind of people. Let's get this started. something natural and useful and it's a part of how our brain and our nervous system operates in order to protect ourselves so if you imagine um, 50,000 years ago human beings on the plains of Africa um, surviving and protecting themselves from wild animals and uh, you know falling into deep holes and ravines fear is the thing that would make you run or hide or freeze and play dead or um, some other protective mechanism that would help you in a moment of danger to better um, survive. Now, we are also social animals, very social, deeply social animals, uh, human beings. And one of our greatest fears is being shamed and excluded. Um, It's one of the reasons why um, things like racism are particularly horrendous, heinous things to do to other human beings um, because they exclude people. We all deserve and are worthy of love and belonging, as Brené Brown would put it. And our fears of exclusion make us into people in the modern times who are very good at imagining all kinds of ramifications of our behavior to make sure we can isolate and eliminate any kind of behaviors that would make us different, stick out, and therefore in danger of being excluded from the mainstream of our social uh, groups and our um, societies, right? It's a survival mechanism. So our behaviors can present different defense mechanisms um, when we're feeling anxious or under threat. And the threats that we notice might be imagined and might be real. Our brain doesn't know the difference. Uh, What we imagine feels very, very real. Um, That's the power of imagination. 
in that if you're imagining good things you and they feel very real to your psyche uh you can be a very powerful force in the world but if you're imagining danger and fearful things it can shrink you it can make you less than who you are in your behavior and how you show up in the world or how you don't show up in the world i think you know i've heard marianne williamson when she was interviewed by oprah say she doesn't understand <clears throat> compared to all her other work why her paragraph in her book a return to love uh, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate is as popular as it is around the world and uh, in particular south africa because for many years it was believed that it was something nelson mandela uh, said but actually he was quoting marianne williamson um, so originally it was by Marianne Williamson. Uh, fear is very powerful. It's linked to our very core of wanting to live. We want to survive. We want to live. We, but more than that, we want to thrive as well. Um, and often fear, social fears, um, and sticking to social norms and managing our anxiety rather than stepping out of the mainstream can um, create a false sense of security that holds us back. So fear showing up as defense mechanisms can show up as procrastination, um, not getting started, not getting going even though you have wonderful ideas um, and it keeps you safe counterintuitively because if you're not creating there's nothing anyone can criticize about you um perfectionism is similar for the same reason it, you know if you put it off even though it has to be done maybe your boss is expecting it or there's a deadline if you put it off you put off the misery of uh, impending criticism and uh, it's a false sense of security, obviously. But we do these things, we're compelled by them for as long as we aren't noticing our uh, preferred way of dealing with fear and anxiety. You can become paralyzed, um, you can become indecisive, seeking more and more info before making decisions, seeking reassurance, seeking other people to give us the okay and the thumbs up before uh, making decisions. Uh, we can consider risks without looking at opportunity as well um, and be very risk averse. You can imagine how that doesn't really mix with being an entrepreneur in 2020 it also doesn't mix with being a social entrepreneur um, in the next decade a decade full of opportunity um, fear makes us want to run and hide avoid newness stick to what we know and react impulsively um, and feel threatened by other people's success um, I went through a phase in my career where feeling threatened and almost jealous of other thought leaders was, you know, something I thought couldn't be helped. Um, 
in particular I was pretty envious of you know Western white women um, not easy to admit that out loud but uh, for the sake of transparency and, and, and humanizing each one of us you know it, it started I think for me with a quote by the Dalai Lama who I respect tremendously who said something to the tune of Western women in particular American women are the ones who are going to change the world and I you know shrank inside you know and sometimes and maybe you could find them you know the the internet doesn't die (laughs) and doesn't forget Uh, instances where I'd say well they can change the world but they can't sustain it without African women you know Uh, because we're here too we're part of the world too so very defensive uh, response coming from a very fearful place and I actually had a conversation via DM uh, on Instagram with uh, Mel Robbins um, saying you know I'm jealous of you you know she doesn't have the master's degree that I have from the background that I have she doesn't have coach training yet she's making such great inroads in the world as a thought leader in my field and she was over drinking she was down and out depressed had lost a big job and had to pick herself up if any of you know Mel Robbins how she picked herself up and she wrote a book and got it published and her um, big uh, solution was for people to you know get themselves to do the difficult things get themselves past self-criticism and past fear using her 54321 um, five second rule uh, when you get up in the morning or when you reach an edge of doing something unfamiliar or doing something that hasn't habituated yet um, to just get through the discomfort Um, and that you know with a lot of work I have to add uh, leading up to that made her a huge star in the personal development world and um, I had to do the work uh, by Byron Katie I highly recommend it to you because I could feel myself shrink inside and that is a signal that I am not being in my power I'm not picking up my power and um, through working and doing the inner work using in particular this tool by Byron Katie I worked on my mindset to shift from fearfulness and anxiety that I wasn't doing enough that there wasn't enough space for me um, and that certain people in the world get all the breaks I really had to work through a lot of my own fearful thoughts short shortage mindset and uh, feeling like if um, this woman wins there's less for me there's less chance for me if this woman gets a book deal um, and it's easy for her uh, it's harder for me I had to work through those things because they were making me fearful and you cannot create 
and be purpose-driven and focused on your mission, I could not focus on my own mission and create from a place of power because I was distracted, basically, you know? Uh, I was um, ruminating negatively and um, these things have a way of getting a life of their own and you think it's a small pet peeve but actually it grows in your heart and creates this dark zone uh, this desert zone of feeling like you don't measure up so I wanted you to investigate some of the tools that I mentioned in particular by Byron Katie's the work so powerful um, try out Mel Robbins's um, ignition tool which is her five second rule and some of her others which are fantastic check her out on instagram she is prolific and powerful and um let me know how it impacts you and your sense of being able to be on mission and be locked in focused on your um positive impact in the world opposite of fear do you know that I've had that question in my mind for the longest of time because many things you can find the opposite of um, the opposite of fear some people will say is love and um, you know if you define love as deep acceptance and deep appreciation that makes a lot of sense but I also think that the opposite of fear is a collective of new world of work, new world of entrepreneurship skills, attitudes and characteristics. And I have a list of, let me see, two, four, five, two, four, five. I have a list of ten, which is a lot. And to some of you, maybe it sounds like um, an over-focus on the positive. Um, it's actually necessary. You know, in the world where negativity sells, bad news travels fast, and, um, you know, tabloids and all kinds of other uh, trashy media trolls are making huge livings out of misery um, we do have to emphasize the good and the positive and the um, uplifting but I'm not gonna preach to the converted because that's probably why you're here uh, for that elevation and uh, the ten without further ado are autonomy mastery, abundance culture, needs and values focus, orchestration, collaboration, monetizing, systemizing and organizing. So what's autonomy to you? Um, how do you know when you're an autonomous person? And for me it goes to the idea of um, self-referencing. 
self-led and um, it's an interesting idea because it's also not an idea of self-focusing to the exclusion of other inspirations and um, the exclusion of learning from other people or other sources. It's a very balanced thing. It's not narcissistic at all. Um, but it's a sense of somebody with a backbone. If you know what that means and what that looks like. Um, self-reliance and resourcefulness is a very... Um, sexy actually attribute in a person and a very powerful one and for me that defines autonomy mastery is the ability to iterate continuously mastery is about enjoying practicing have you ever thought of it that way mastery is um, a fascination that won't let you go on a subject or an objective or an art piece mastery is about um, an internally driven and internally referenced um, desire to just get better and better uh, deeper and deeper richer and richer into a, a field or a subject or a, a process um, it's the surfer who goes in wave after wave you know to a surfer no wave is the same um, you know it, it, it looks like the same action is happening but to a surfer there's a flow there's a challenge there's an enjoyment and enthusiasm that means they notice nuances and subtleties that a novice might not um, that's mastery and uh, I really think social entrepreneurship in particular is about uh, the patience and the determination to build up mastery in a particular way that makes you the best in the world at a particular thing, one particular thing. Abundance culture we've spoken about when I spoke about um, spirituality in business in a previous ep episode. Um, needs and values I spoke about when I talked about getting clear about your core values and your community's core values. Orchestration is an interesting one and it's a skill for the future as well. It's something you want to think about in particular, not just for yourself as an entrepreneur, but for your kids. Are they able to um, take the skills of a project manager and apply them in many different uh, settings, um, many different uh, environments and contexts? Are they able to orchestrate as a follower? Are they able to orchestrate for others as a leader? Um, and that leads quite nicely into collaboration. Um, one of my favorite stories of collaboration is a social entrepreneur producing bicycles in South Africa um, and just as an aside you know mobility is a huge and hot topic when we're talking about the 2030 um, agenda and the sustainable development goals people and planet and um, what it, transportation and mobility is important because it is a key to unlocking 
the challenges of poverty you know if people can get to work quicker easier um, more reliably if children can get to school quicker uh, with ease um, and enable them to play and be children rather than walking hundreds of kilometers uh, just to get to school and and then having to do that all the way back home um, these are challenges we still have in our continent and um, bicycles are an inexpensive and highly useful tool to overcome uh, the social impacts of poverty and uh, access to education and providing work even think about all the mechanics that will be needed if communities in rural South Africa had you know hundreds of bikes for workers um, for people who are in school that's potentially millions of bicycles um, think about the idea that you know uh, I believe of the uh, millions of school children in South Africa it's so hard to visualize millions of school children but of the millions of school children in South Africa alone two-thirds of them right two-thirds of them have to walk what's the social impact of that how tired are they after a full day of school um, and a full day of walking and still having to do homework because we still have a culture of children doing homework and um, children doing home chores you know that are often very strenuous and involve more walking if it's something like um, you know girls fetching water um, from a, a, a single communal point um, so something as a luxury uh, taken for granted uh, item can radically change lives uh, quality of life access to employment access to education like I said and um, you know the story that I'm talking about is around that concept Kobega um, is a, a, a global charity based in South Africa um, that uh, distributes bicycles uh, but they have a manufacturer which is focused on manufacturing ex extremely uh, resilient bicycles that last for 50,000 kilometers rather than 4,000 kilometers like the bicycles that are made for China and India for example on mass um, so these are South African made by a South African producer who's collaborated with a charity called Kubega and uh, they distribute these bicycles and they have a model where children can go to school do well and, and, and because of their grades they can earn a bicycle so it is um, you know positive affirmation for their efforts um, it's not a handout and uh, that's important for people's uh, sense of well-being as well to feel like they have agency in their lives they can do something about their challenges and uh, what this collaboration does is so powerful because they also upskill mechanics in the rural areas who are then taught business skills using things like business in a box um, 
to that taught business skills in order to be the main suppliers of uh, maintenance and repairs for these bicycles and it creates such a powerful economic ecosystem uh, um, that alleviates so many uh, pain points and wounds in communities it's like why isn't this happening more in South Africa and on the continent as a whole that is the power of collaboration you start performing and having productivity on a huge stage rather than staying local and small Um, and that requires an ability to build relationships and we know that for social uh, entrepreneurs who are also highly sensitive people that is a strength so capitalize on your strengths um, rather than hiding and feeling fearful Um, monetize um, things that seem like they should only be done by charities you know because of an entrepreneurial spirit you can earn a fabulous living and I mean that I really mean fabulous um, by monetizing um, generously uh, something as simple as bicycles and then create systems create ecosystems um, and organize your day your week your year and also most importantly organize with others around you many of you from your churches from your youth um, clubs know how to organize you have these skills Um, go out there and actually use them and believe in yourself enough to know that not only do you have these skills already to organize and monetize and permission you have the invitation just from our communities having these challenges you are invited to step up and meet those challenges and have a wonderful life for yourself and those that you impact positively know that i'm with you know that you're not alone know that there's amazing people out there like Bega bicycles um doing amazing things in collaboration and in orchestration with other people who are just as enterprising as you Absolutely. Zahara, some people live their dreams and I hope you will be one of them. And this is Ogmandino saying, today I will laugh at the world. And for me, laughing at the world isn't this troll-like mean attitude that we see out there. Laughing at the world is about being able to cultivate humor, laughter, a smile, kindness, compassion. Those too are skills for future entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs. Being able to say, this too shall pass and I'm going to be part of the solution by bringing excellence, specialness, 
to people that you interact with, making them smile, laugh, and feel good. My friends, we are the ones we've been looking for. Thank you.